welcome to the media outreach at Faith Alive Ministries. For over 30 years, Faith Alive Ministries has continued to answer the call to teach God's people how to live in this world. This charismatic teaching ministry has current bases of operation in both Oklahoma and Arizona. We are honored to share the gospel in the Northeastern Oklahoma prison system, as well as in church gatherings and evangelistic outreaches around the country. We believe the message you're about to hear will inspire and encourage you and empower you to live the abundant life God has for you. Join with us now as we receive from the Word of God. Now when we fought, you had that eye of the tiger and the edge. And now you've got to get it back. And the way to get it back is to go back to the beginning. You know what I mean? United Artists and Chartoff Winkler proudly present Rocky Free. The worst thing happened to you that could happen to any fighter. You got civilized. Get out of here, will you? The truth is we both started out on the same corner, and I got lucky with my life, and it's driving you nuts. Philadelphia salutes its favorite son, Rocky Balboa. Why don't you tell all these nice folks why you've been ducking me? This guy is a wrecking machine. You know, you've got a big mouth. Why don't you come out and close it, Balboa? Come on. I don't want to fight, fight this guy. You'll fight him without you me. Balboa was a fine champion, but his time has passed. See that look in their eyes, Rock? Got to get that look back, Rock. I the tiger, come on. I will destroy any man who tries to take what I got. I'm going to torture him. I'm going to crucify him real bad. For the first time in my life, I'm afraid. Damn, Rock, come on! There's nothing wrong with being afraid. You thought I was tough, this job will kill you. You wake up after a few years thinking you're a winner, but you're not. There is no tomorrow. You're really a loser. Well, I don't believe it. There is no tomorrow. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Rocky's greatest challenge to save his honor, his marriage, and his manhood against his most devastating and dangerous opponent. Bust you on. Go for it. Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, Burgess Meredith, Carl Weathers, Burt Young, and introducing Mr. T. Rocky Three, an American tradition. Go ahead, and if you got your Bibles, which you should, we're here. We're here to study the Word. If you got your Bibles, open them to First Peter chapter five. And uh, what we're doing here, for those of you who weren't with us a couple of months ago, three months now, um, I'm doing something that my that my pastor started doing at our church several years ago, and we do it every, usually every summer, but some years we've done it a little bit later, but. We call it Bible on Film, and we take different movies and just get little lessons out of them. Now, you know me. We're not doing anything if we can't back it up by the Word of God. You know, I'm not up here just to be some motivational speaker, to to pump you up and try to get you to have the edge, to get you to have the eye of the tiger without knowing where our strength and where our power comes from. Because Jesus said it, and red words win. If, if, if you disagree with something that's in red, one of us is wrong, and I choose you. 
So, but Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. I love what Brian Houston from Hillsong said about this. He said, without him, we can do nothing. And most of us are pretty good at it. <laughs> so, but with God, nothing is impossible. And that's, that's twofold. Yes, it means that whatever you put your hand to, whatever he tells you to do, if you do it, you're going to succeed at it. Because he told you to do it. And with him, nothing is impossible. But it's also this. If you're a child of God, and the fact that you're in this room tonight and not you know, somewhere else watching the ball game tells me that, that you've got at least a hunger for the things of God. So if you're a child of God, and I, I recognize many of y'all's faces, if you're a child of God, then for you to do nothing is impossible. Because believers do. We do what we're told. Jesus tells us to do something, and we do it. So, we're going to explore this movie a little bit. Now, I wish I had time. Now, here's something. My my pastor, when we do these at, at Extreme, he... He says, now we're not recommending the movie. We're not saying you should go out and watch it. On this one, I'm saying it. If you have not seen Rocky, the, the whole series, the whole series, but the Rocky 3 is my favorite. It's my favorite of the whole series, and it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It is just, you know, it is absolutely worth your time to watch. There's a little bit of language. I left it completely, the, the, the clips we used, I left them completely uncensored. It was PG back in 1982, so it's not not super heavy duty, but just a little fair warning. But here's here's what I want to get into tonight. To set this up, at the beginning of Rocky Three, he's come off he's come off his big championship fight with Apollo Creed. He wins the championship. He becomes the heavyweight champion boxer of the world. And he begins to have title defenses. They begin to set up prize fights for other, for other contenders to get a shot at him. And, but he's, he's going along. He's just cruising through these fights. He's starting to, you know what happens when a, when an athlete is really good at what they do, they start getting offers to advertise for stuff. And so he's shooting commercials. He's doing charity events. There's a, there's a scene in there where he does a charity wrestling match against Hulk Hogan. And it's, so he's doing all these things and he's, he's, he's having a good time. But meanwhile, up comes Clubber Lang, Mr. T. He's this big bad guy. He's a, just a monster fighter. Just when he gets into the ring with people, people get hurt. I mean, he's, he's just, you know, knocking the, knocking the tar out of these people. And he's never had a shot at the title. And Rocky gets ready to announce his retirement. And Clubber says, what, you're not going to give me a shot? He, he, he starts getting up in his face. And Mickey says, you can't do this. You are not ready for this fight. And Rocky says, I'm I'm the champion. We can can do this. We can do this. Remember, again, Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. If you think you can do it on your own, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but if you think you can do it on your own, if you think you can overcome the devil in your own power, you are sadly mistaken. 
Because if you try to do this on your own, you're going to get knocked on your face. You will be hurt. Now, so he's, he's, he's made it all the way to the top. Y'all, if, if you've seen the movie, you know the theme song, I Have the Tiger. It's playing, and you see these two people. You see Rocky doing all the things that he's doing as a champion. He's shooting commercials. He's occasionally fighting. <laughs> and the fights aren't really that major to him. But he's, he's doing all these things. Meanwhile, Clubber is hungry. He's, he's in the gym. He's running. He's, he's training, and he's training hard. He's got the edge. He's, he, he hadn't lost sight of what he wanted and where he was going. So let's look at this in 1 Peter chapter 5. And I want to start in verse... Let's start in verse 5. I was going to start in verse 6, but I want, to see, I want us to see verse 5. Likewise, you younger ones, submit yourselves to the elders... Yes, all of you be submissive one to another and clothe yourself with humility. Why clothe yourself with humility? Why? Because God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Now, humility. What is humility? Humility is accepting somebody else's opinion of me. In this case, God's opinion of me over my own. People think that humility is to... To be, oh, I'm so unworthy. I, I, I'm nothing. No. Humility is recognizing, yes, without him, I am nothing. Keith Moore puts it this way. Without him, you are nothing, you have nothing, you know nothing, and you can do nothing. But we're not without him. I, I, I received. We have not received the spirit of fear, but we've received, <laughs> and that word received, oh, I wish I had time to get into that. It means to take. We've received the spirit of adoption by which we cry, Abba, Father. We took it. God offered it to us. If I walk up to, if I walk up to somebody and offer them something, she reached out, she took it. Now, I want that back because it is mine. <laughs> but, if I gave it to her, and because she's my wife, everything that I have is hers, and everything that she has is hers. So, a little bit of a joke there. Anyway, so God resists the proud. He gives grace to the humble. Therefore, verse 6, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Cast all your cares upon him. Why? Because he cares for you. Now, this is where I wanted us to get with this. Be sober and watchful. The old King James says vigilant there. I'm reading out of the modern English version. Be sober. Be watchful. Why? Because your adversary, the devil, walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Now, that word may is a word of permission. He can't devour anybody that he doesn't have permission to devour. And go back and look at Job. The reason that he could attack Job and take what Job had was that Job had opened the door for him. Job had opened himself up because he wasn't relying on his covenant with God. Job had opened the door 
And it was wide open for Satan to come in and just do whatever he wanted. So a lot's been made out of that permission element. But who's the one that grants Satan permission into your life? It's not God. God's not saying, okay, Satan, you can have him. You can do whatever you want. No. You do that. You are the one that either humbles yourself under the mighty hand of God, says, God, I am in covenant with you. I recognize that your position, that what you think about me is greater than anything I could ever think of myself. So he, so the devil walks about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. Resist him, therefore. Resist him firmly in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. Praise God. Now, what we need to see here, here's what happens to a lot of believers. And this is what Jesus was talking about back when he, the parable of the sower. And he talks about those who have no root. And so they receive the word with gladness and it begins to spring up, but they have no root. And so when affliction comes, the, it withers. The and it's unfruitful. We have to remember what I started to say. Here's what happens. Believers come to God. Some, a, a new young believer comes to God. And they put their faith in God. And because God wants babies to grow, he starts feeding them. He starts giving them, giving them what they need. And so they begin to receive things by faith. But they begin to receive them they don't have the root and they start getting they start getting cocky they start getting arrogant now Lynn Mink says faith has swagger so yes if, you, if you're a believer you can walk up to the enemy not in your own power but you can walk up to him and say I'm here not in my own power like David he says I don't come at you you come at me with your sword and spirit but I come at you in the name of the Lord of hosts. And this uncircumcised Philistine, he says, will not overcome that. So, here's what happened. I want, I want us to get to the, get back to a couple scenes from the movie here. That, so, so Rocky says, yeah, I can do this. I can do this. And you see that scene where he's, he's on, he's on the bike and this, this woman comes up to give him a kiss. And he's, He's got, you know, lights flashing. It's a circus. There's, there's t-shirt vendors and pen vendors and guys selling souvenir robes and all this kind of stuff. And he's not, he's not training like he's training for a, for a, uh, fight, especially not of the caliber that he's getting ready to face. And Mickey says, this, this guy is going to kill you. He says, you haven't been hungry since that first fight. You haven't really had the desire for this since that first fight. You've just been going through it. Like, like Mick says, he says, the worst thing that could happen to you, the worst thing happened to you that could happen to any fighter, you got civilized. He started, and at that point he started carrying, yes, I mean, he always, he always loved his wife. But he started caring more, caring more about providing things and all this and didn't really care that much about the fights. 
And see, so he goes into this training really half-heartedly, really haphazardly, not paying attention at all to the fundamentals. Something that, something Jeremy Pearson's pointed out is that when you, when you watch professional world caliber boxing, if you, if you watch, I haven't watched a lot of it, but I remember back when, when Evander Holyfield was the champion, I watched several of his fights. And when you watch, when you watch a professional boxer of that caliber, what you're watching is somebody who has consistently practiced the basics and has continued to put those basics into action. They're still doing the same basic things that they started doing. But they're doing them consistently. So, Rocky trains haphazardly. He trains just, he really, he, he thought it was going to be just another easy fight and go in and, and beat this guy. Well, Clubber trains hard. He goes in, they go into this fight, and just before the fight, Mickey has a heart attack. So he's dying back in the locker room. And Rocky wants to call off the fight. And Mick's like, no, get out there and fight. So he gets out there. And his mind is in another place. His mind is not, his, his mind is not on the fight. And he just gets himself torn up. Clubber just tears him up. Just beats him within an inch of his life. This happens to us. When we try to attack the enemy, when we try to go up against the enemy, and our mind and our heart isn't in it, and the devil doesn't take a day off, that doesn't mean that we don't get to. We get to because we rest in Jesus, because we have cast all our care on Him, knowing that He cares for us. But every time the attack of the enemy comes, we have to stand up against it. If we have time, we're going to get over into. Ephesians 6 and get into standing against the against the attack of the enemy. So Rocky goes home. It's like when we when we're preparing to fight the enemy, there's a saying that says train the way you play. For a bo- for a boxer, it means when you're in the gym, yeah, if you're sparring with a somebody who does so who's not a professional caliber fighter, no, you're not going to swing at them with everything because you're you're not one to kill somebody. But you you train hard, you train the way you play, you train the way you expect to fight. That's the reason why I've never been in the military. I would would I would have loved to, but uh, with these, they weren't going to take me. But I like watching military movies sometimes, and I watch these guys, and they they train hard. And why do they train hard? Because they know they're going to have to fight hard. So, so when we're preparing to fight the enemy, we've we've got to train hard. But if you try to fight them on your own terms and in your own power, you're going to fall flat on your face. I heard I heard some believers saying, "Ah, oh, that old devil, he can't touch me." Well, yes, in a legal sense. If you've ever read any of E.W. Kenyon's writings, he, he gets into a lot of the distinction between the legal and the vital side. In a legal sense, yes, the enemy has been defeated. 
But he's still going about as a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And if you open yourself up for him, he's going to attack you. Even if all his teeth are gone. Somebody said, somebody said, well, all his teeth are gone. All he can do is roar. Well, yeah. But take a 600-pound lion. Even without his teeth, he can jump on you and, and uh, stomp on you pretty good if you get in his way. So if that only works, the only way you can say, ah, the devil can't touch me, is when you're standing in Christ. Jesus said over in John 16, 33, I've quoted this one repeatedly. He says, these things I've told you that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Now, I love the amplified there. It says, I have deprived the world of its power to hurt you. So if I'm in him, then yes, the enemy can't touch me. He can't get to me because I'm in him. I'm in Jesus. But if I try to step out and do this on my own, I'm going to get crunched. When Rocky went into his first fight with Clubber, he was full of he was full of false self-confidence. He was he thought, "I've I've had 10 title defenses. I can do this. I I can do this. I don't I don't even have to train hard. I'll just show up at the ring and we'll dance around a little bit and I'll knock him down." And it didn't work that way. Now, I had a scripture that I looked up that came to me that I, I want to share with you. I want to share this with you out of the message. Over in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 9 through 13. And I'm, I'm just going to read this to you. I'm going to read it to you out of the message. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, We must never try to get Christ to serve us instead of us serving him. How many believers have done that? They think, oh, I'm in him. I can have whatever I want. Only if you're doing what he told you to do. They tried it. He's talking about the children of Israel. And God launched an epidemic of poisonous snakes. We must be careful not to stir up discontent. Discontent destroyed them. These are all warning markers of danger in our history books, written down so that we don't repeat their mistakes. Our positions in the story are parallel. They're at the beginning, we're at the end, and we are just as capable of messing this up as they were. And this is the verse of the guy. Verse 12. Don't be naive and self-confident. You're not exempt. You could fall flat on your face as easily as anyone else. Forget about self-confidence. Self-confidence is useless. Cultivate God confidence. Verse 13 is one of, I, I love this verse. No test or temptation that comes your way is beyond the course of what others have had to face. All you need to remember is that God will never let you down. He'll never let you be pushed beyond your limit. He'll always be there to help you come through it. As I said, that's one of my favorite verses. We used to have a, we used to have a, a, a desktop background on, on my dad's computer. And it's this picture of the zebra running away from the line running away from a lion. But this zebra has an advantage that most zebras don't have. He's riding a motorcycle. And he can outrun this lion. And that, that was the caption, was no temptation has overtaken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will with the temptation make a way of escape that you're able to bear it. And that was, so that was a running thing. It's like, be the zebra, take the way of escape. God provided the motorcycle, get out of there. Run away. <laughs> Praise God. Anyway, so, 
Ray's guy. So after that first fight, Rocky goes home. He's defeated. He's discouraged. His best friend, the man who brought him up and coached him through those first several fights, is is dead. He doesn't know what to do. As you saw in the trailer there, Apollo comes in and says, you lost that fight for all the wrong reasons. Your head wasn't in it. Your heart wasn't in it. If you're going to go out, do this again and do it with your heart in the right place. And so he listens to, he listens to Apollo. He listens to Adrian. And he loads Apollo, Adrian, and Polly up. And they go back to the, back to the old gym. This is where, this is where Apollo takes him. Back to, back to where Apollo started. This, you know, big, rough old gym, you know, low lights and these, you know, people that are, these guys are hungry. They, they want, they want, they want to fight and they want to hurt somebody. And they're going through all this. They're going through this fight or they're going through this training. But Rocky's heart still isn't in it. Every time he's running, he's running on the beach with Apollo and his mind keeps going back to that fight and keeps going back to Mickey dying right before the fight. And he keeps seeing that, keeps playing that over and over and over in his head. I just saw this, so this one isn't in my notes. This is hot off the press. But the reason Paul says, forgetting those things which are behind, I press on to that I might obtain the prize of the high call of God in Christ Jesus. You forget, we forget the bad and the good that was behind us. It's like, none of that matters. I'm pressing on. And so he, but he keeps playing this over and over and over in his head. And he's scared. He's afraid. He says, for the first time in my life, I'm afraid. He found out that some of those fights that he had had, they were, they were good fighters, but they weren't killers. They weren't, they weren't people that were just like clubber, just hungry, that really, really wanted this. And so he's scared. He doesn't think he can do it. So he's training. He's training half-heartedly. He, it, it's not the same. It's not the overconfident. He's, now he's lost all self-confidence. Now he has no confidence. He's got nothing. Now, we all need somebody in our lives that will come to us and get in our face with the truth sometimes. Because sometimes we can't see it for ourselves. Sometimes you have to have somebody that's going to get up in your face because they love you and tell you the truth. So I want you to see this scene. As I said, they'd been out training on the beach. He'd been running with Apollo. And... Adrian has had enough. She she has just had it. She's like, we're not doing this anymore. So watch this scene.
something important, and I want you to tell me the truth. What? Why'd you come here? Just don't want it no more. It's over because you want it to be over. I'm glad. I do. It's just you've never quit anything since I've known you. I don't know what you want me to say. I mean, how? What? What happened? How did everything that was so good get so bad? What's so bad? Tell me what. I wrecked everything by not thinking for myself. I mean, why couldn't Mickey tell me where I was really at right from the start? He didn't have to carry me and lie to me and make me think I was better than I really was when I wasn't. He never lied. Those fights weren't right. They weren't, Adrian. I never fought anybody who was all in their prime. I was always some angle to hold on to the title longer than I should have had it. I mean, do you understand what I'm saying here? I understand, but you've got to understand that he loved you, and that was his job, protecting you. Look, that protecting don't help nothing. It only makes things worse. You, you wake up after a few years thinking you're a winner, but you're not. You're really a loser. And so we wouldn't have had the title as long. So what? At least it would have been real, Adrian. It was real. Nothing is real if you don't believe in who you are. I don't believe in myself no more. Don't you understand? What if I don't believe? That's it. He's finished. It's over. That's it. That is it. Why don't you tell me the truth? What are you putting me through, Adrian? You want to know the truth? The truth is, I don't want to lose what I got. In the beginning, I didn't care about what happened to me. I go in the ring, I get busted up. I didn't care. But now there's you, there's the kid. I don't want to lose what I got. What do we have that can't be replaced? What? A house? We got cars? We got money? We got everything but the truth? What's that truth? Damn it! I'm afraid. All right. You want to hear me say it? You want to break me down? All right. I'm afraid. For the first time in my life, I'm afraid. I'm afraid too. There's nothing wrong with being afraid. There is. For me, there is. Why, you're human, aren't you? Look, I don't know what I am. All I know is I'm a liar, and because of that, Mickey ain't here no more. You didn't push him into anything. He was a grown man, and he did what he had to do. And you have no right to feel guilty for what happened. You don't. You were a champion, and you did what you were expected to do, and you did what I and everybody else thought you should do. And you want to tell me that those fights weren't real, that you were carried? Well, I don't believe it. It doesn't matter what I believe, because you're the one that's got to carry that fear around inside you. Afraid that everybody's going to take things away. Afraid you're going to be remembered as a coward. That you're not a man anymore. Well, none of it's true. But it doesn't matter if I tell you. It doesn't matter because you're the one that's got to settle it. Get rid of it. Because when all the smoke is cleared and everyone's through chanting your name, it's just going to be us. And you can't live like this. We can't live like this. Because it's going to bother you for the rest of your life. What it's doing to you now? Paula thinks you can do it. So do I. But you—you got to want to do it for the right reasons, not for the guilt over Mickey, not for the people, not for the title, not for money or me, but for you. Just you, just you alone. And if I lose. And you lose. At least you lose with no excuses, no fear. And I know you can live with that. Why'd you get so tough? I, I live with a fighter.
And as the next scene kicks off, that iconic, one of, one of my favorite music pieces, that Bill Conti's Rocky, Rocky theme. Y'all have heard it, but it starts playing. That conversation, because somebody got up in his face and asked the most important question, what is the truth? What is the truth? The truth is what this word says. The truth is that we are more than conquerors in Jesus Christ. Yea, in all these things, Paul says over in Romans, he says, that we are counted as sheep to the slaughter. He says, no, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Hooper Nikeo, more, a super abundant, over the top, more than a conqueror. This isn't just winning by the skin of your teeth. More than a conqueror because of him who loved us. That's the truth in our lives. The truth is that we are who Jesus says we are. You got two voices talking to you. You know, you, you've all seen the seen the comics and seen the pictures of somebody with the angel on one shoulder and the demon on the other, and they're both talking to him. Well, it, it doesn't quite work like that, but on one hand, you've got what Jesus says about you, and on the other hand, you've got what Satan says about you. Which one are you going to believe? Which report are you going to believe? Well, this is the point that Rocky starts doing what he did to begin with. He starts training hard. It's like, if we do this, like, she's, like she said, if, if we do this and we lose, at least we lose with no excuses. There's where we have an advantage. We have an advantage because with Jesus, we are guaranteed to not lose. As long as we are in him, this is what I was saying, the only way you can lose is if you try to do it on your own. You try to, you try to roll off and you try to do these things on your own. So, I, w- I want us to look at a couple other scriptures here real quick. Let's go over to 1 Corinthians. How much time do I have? Okay, we're going to make this quick because that, that last scene is going to take about six minutes of this. But let's go real quick to 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. Let's see, we're in chapter 9. Let's go down to verse 24. Do you not know that all those who run in a race run, but only one receives the prize? So run that you may obtain it. Everyone who strives for the prize exercises self-control in all things. In all things. That means I put myself under, I put my flesh under. It means it means maybe I don't go back for the sixth popsicle. <laughs> I, I was joking about this because I have a I have a bag of freezer pops in my freezer. And I was like, pros of being an adult, you can eat an entire bag of freezer pops. Cons of being an adult, no one's going to tell you not to eat an entire bag. Now, I didn't actually do that. That bag has lasted us several weeks and there's still some in it. 
Everyone who strives for the prize exercises self-control in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible one. So therefore I run, not with uncertainty. So I fight, not as one who beats the air. But I bring and keep my body under subjection, lest when preaching to others I myself should be disqualified. Boy, have I seen that. I've been in this thing all my life, and I've seen more than one preacher who... They preach great sermons. They preach great things. I've still got their books and I've still got their tapes in my collection. But their personal lives fell apart because they didn't put themselves under the control of God. They exercised their liberty. One I can, one that I can think of. If I said who it was, you would, you would know. But he made the comment to another minister talking, talking about women. He's like, God put them here for us to enjoy. Well, yes, but within within the confines within the constraints of marriage not not for me to enjoy all the others <laughs> that wouldn't work real well but so we can't we can't be disqualified we have to focus now i'm out of, i'm out of time because i want us to see this last scene the enemy fights hard. The enemy fights dirty. This is not going to be a clean family friendly fight. This is why I left some of the language the way I did. That's the way it was, we, that was the way it was recorded. And I wanted us to see that this is not a, this is not a family friendly pretty thing. But we do have one key advantage over Rocky. We have the promise of God that if we're going to, if we f- will fight the good fight of faith, we're going to win. No ifs, ands, or buts. If we get into the ring with Satan and we get in with the power of God, we will overcome. Resist the devil and he will flee. Fight the good fight of faith and you will overcome. Now, this is the final fight. This is Rocky going up against Clubber. We're going to come in in the, in the middle of round two because I want you to see where Rocky starts. Rocky starts applying what he'd learned. (laughs) Application where it counts. And this is this is tough. It's a tough scene to watch if you if but it's I love it. It's Remember, we talked about this last time. Sometimes when you're in the fight, it's going to look like you're getting beat. <laughs> but this is why we don't give up. We don't stop. He was on two knockdowns, so he's one punch away from losing this fight. Because if Clubber could take him down one more time, it would be a TKO. But he never stops, never quits. And now he's getting mad. (laughs) 
的举人走来给我，慢点。可是要是我们又有点钱呀，是啊，你妈，你再拖我走，我就跑过去敲你。就是这个样子，带着女人也是有，懂吗？你是真的。要当官为什么要犯贱？因为这样，我赚钱把我当官吃。有钱，哎，我认得，知道吗？还是我多了，多了，多了，多了。Spectacular. Completely threw him off his rhythm. I wanted to. I 
I wanted to leave that whole fight from the beginning to the from the beginning of the fight to the end of the movie because this whole this whole movie will preach. <laughs> I, I, I said I could I could do a Bible on film series out of just the Rocky movies, but and I know we're out of time. But when you when you fight when you fight. Remember this, you gotta train the way you fight. Yes, it's a good fight to fight. The enemy is already defeated. But you don't fight him in your own power. You don't stand toe to toe with him. You don't try to get up in his face until the Lord says move. Rocky watched his time, and when the time was right, then he goes in, and he goes in for the kill, and he wins. Why does he win? Because he's got the edge back he's got he's got that thought process back so you're going to be in a fight but we win because jesus has already won praise god amen Amen. thank you father father we thank you that you have made us accepted in the beloved you have received us into that covenant with your son jesus christ He has won the victory for us. So when we fight, we fight from a position of victory. We thank you for it. We thank you that as we follow you and as we follow your battle plan, we cannot be defeated and we will not quit. We praise you for it. We honor you. I thank you that every need, spirit, soul, and body, physical, financial, relational, every need is met in accordance with your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. We praise you for it. It is in the matchless, mighty, and wonderful, awesome name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. That concludes our message. This message is copyrighted by Faith Alive Ministries and may not be reproduced for commercial or resale purposes. Duplication by individuals for the purpose of sharing the gospel is permitted. However, this copyright notice must accompany all copies made. For additional information and teaching resources, please write to Faith Alive Ministries, P.O. Box 321, Prior, Oklahoma, 74362. Or you may visit our website at www.faithalivefellowship.net. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.